We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. They call you the grill master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV, the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. You are listening to the Tuesday, December 12th edition of Road of His Radio. I'm Pat Corain on Twitter at Pat Corain. And with me this episode will be Sean Siegel on Twitter at FF underscore Contrarian. And our guest will be Monty Fon. Monty uh, just wrote an article at Road of His chronicling his journey in the FFPC this year to finish as the number one team out of 1,440 teams uh, heading into the playoffs in the FFPC. Uh, that is obviously great to finish first, um, but it also helps you out in the FFPC playoffs. The way that works is you have the 14, 15, and 16 weeks. Each of those scores uh, going to be going towards deciding who wins the overall championship. But in addition to that, the average weekly score uh, from the regular season as well. So finishing first will give Monty a leg up, and we talk to him about his FFPC team, some of his targets, some of his pickups along the way, um, some of the guys he didn't take as well. Uh, I, of course, wanted to pick Monty's brain uh, after not making the playoffs in back-to-back years in the FFPC myself. So a lot of fun talking with Monty. Um, also, you should check out his article at Rotoviz uh, as well, posted last week. Monty Fan. P-H-A-N. He's on Twitter, at Monty Fon. 
Uh, let's get into that right after I remind you that you can get a listeners only 30% discount to a Rotoviz NFL pass through the Rotoviz podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. That subscription will give you unlimited access to all of our NFL content and it also helps support the pod, which of course you can also do by subscribing to and rating the Rotoviz radio channel on iTunes. Uh, we've got the Rotoviz radio channel. We also have the Rotoviz fantasy football show, which has just this show and a couple others, uh, more of a pared down feed compared to the Rotovis Radio feed, which will get you all of our shows. Uh, and you can also always contact the show via Twitter at Rotovis Radio and uh, by email at rotovisradio at gmail.com. But let's get into the show with Monty and Sean. Please welcome to the show, Monty Fon. You can follow him on Twitter at Monty Fon. Uh, Monty finished the FFPC main event regular season in first place overall out of 1,440 teams, despite losing his first pick, Ezekiel Elliott, to suspension. Monty, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So um, let's uh, let's get into uh, this accomplishment here. You, you finished the regular season in first place um, at the FFPC, which does matter for um, your chances of taking down the total prize because your your average uh, score in the regular season is kind of counted towards your your final finish is is one of the uh, that in the the final three weeks. Um, so I uh, kind of wanted to talk about that and also talk about uh, what I just mentioned you losing Ezekiel Elliott, um, uh, your first round pick, and curious to kind of get your thoughts when you're putting this this team together. Um, and, and looking at Elliot in the first round, um, what were, were your kind of thoughts uh, assessing the risk there, knowing that he was likely probably to be suspended? Um, and what was your reaction when you heard that the suspension after you know fits and starts was finally coming down? You mean besides like throwing things across the room and chairs? and <laughs> <laughs> um, It hurt double too because I'm a big Cowboys fan as well. So. Um, well, at the beginning of the season, we, we drafted on the Saturday, uh, that Saturday morning before the season started. Uh, we had the third pick. We were going to go with Antonio Brown. And then Thursday night happened, and uh, Kareem Hunt exploded. So then he entered the conversation. And uh, our feeling at that time was, well, he's a rookie, and he had one huge game, and even though total points do matter in the FFPC. Uh, it's hard to trust the third overall pick uh, uh, with taking a rookie there. Um, and then that was Thursday night, Friday, they said that uh, Elliot had won his appeal uh, or at least won the, uh, the injunction, the uh, restraining order. And uh, so then he entered the picture too. And at that time they had said, uh, at least all the talking heads had said, uh, it was like a 90% chance he would play the entire season. So we felt pretty good about taking him there. And uh, it actually was down to him and Hunt. And uh, we ended up taking him. And we were set to take one of the other two, Bell or uh, David Johnson, if one of those dropped to us. But they didn't. So, um, And then it was a roller coaster ride the whole season where uh, is he or isn't he? Yes, he was. No, he's not suspended. Yes, he is. No, he isn't. And, um, you know, it obviously was not ideal 
but uh, it could have been worse. We could have had David Johnson fall to us and not have him the whole season. Um, so, you know, it was a calculated risk. It worked out as well as we could hope for the time he was in there since I think he was, I know he was a top five back, probably I think it's top three uh, when he was suspended. So um, we get him back for week 16 and, you know, at least he wasn't injured, I guess. So I definitely know what you're talking about there. In one of my NFFC leagues, um, I had the number two pick and I was all set to uh, take Antonio Brown. For me, it had come down to Bell or Brown, and I had finally set on Brown. And then the person drafting number one took Kareem Hunt. <laughs> and so <laughs> I then took David Johnson. That did not work out at all, which was unfortunate because that team ended up with Todd Gurley, who who has been sort of a league winner. But I guess if it had to be on a team, it was good to be on one that also had Allen Robinson, Tyler Eifert, uh, Jordan Reed, Andrew Luck. So that, that team ran into to a number of problems as it went along. Monty, in your article, you wrote about how uh, obviously the Ezekiel Elliott suspension is not ideal at all, but you made sort of a crafty free agent pickup at about the time that he was suspended. And as a result, you actually scored more running back points or scored more points from that spot after the suspension. Who did you pick up there and, and why did you make that? Yeah, selection? we, after uh, Dalvin Cook went down, um, you know, I looked and uh, there was a very well reasoned article on Rotoviz about how Latavius Murray would be the pickup. And uh, the three other guys that I run the team with, um, we all agreed that, you know, it looked like he would be the guy. We spent uh, almost, God, I want to say 480 out of our $1,000 of free agent bidding money on uh, Murray. And then, of course, McKinnon uh, shot out of the gate. <laughs> looked like uh, made that look like not the smartest move for a few weeks. But um, we also happened to spend only $6 to pick up Matt Forte. And this is kind of the way our season has gone is I want to say it was week eight and the Jets were playing on Thursday and Elliot had – uh, lost some appeal or there was some ruling that said he was his suspension began immediately. So uh, as of that Thursday night game, Elliot was out. So we were forced to start Forte and he had, uh, well, in FFPC points, it was 20 points. So I want to say it was probably uh, 80 yards and a couple TDs. And um, then the next day, Friday, the, the court said that, he could play that weekend um, while they sorted things out. And so, like I said, we, we got lucky breaks throughout this season where we never would have started Forte if Elliot was going to be in the lineup. And so we were forced to take Elliot out and put in Forte, and it actually worked in our favor that week. And, uh, and then after that was when Latavius Murray started picking things up, and he started getting those gimme touchdowns from inside the five. And uh, kept us afloat there for a long time while Elliot has has been out. So, um, Monty, I wanted to talk a little bit about your uh, your first two wide receiver picks in your draft. Um, 
it has been a year where it, it's uh, there were some landmines among the early wide receivers. Um, uh, in the the FFPC team that I co-owned with uh, Pete Overzet, we certainly hit a couple of the landmines in uh, Odo Beckham and and Allen Robinson. But um, you guys uh, did much better by getting DeAndre Hopkins and Devontae Adams um, at three ten and four oh three. Um, did you? Uh, I guess a couple questions. Were you expecting that those guys would be there for you at those picks? And then, um, as far as Hopkins goes, what were you expecting? Did you just kind of see him as a value pick there late in the third, or were you really looking for him to bounce back this year? I mean, I don't want to make this sound like paid endorsements or anything, but Rotaviz, I, I, you know, I, I, it's one of the sites I go to pretty regularly, and um, the arguments made in favor of. Hopkins having a bounce back year were pretty solid and we actually have uh we have a football players championship team that I think we also took Hopkins on um I remember at that spot I think there was Cooks available too and Stefan Diggs um we were a little on the fence about Hopkins but uh you know like I said the 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 arguments for him having a bounce back year seem pretty solid. Um, he had played with poor, poor quarterback play throughout his career and still had done pretty well. Um, and then, the uh, well, just as a tangent, um, there was a guy who was drafting uh, second in our league and he had been in an earlier draft a main event draft where he had also picked second. And so that kind of tipped his hand as far as which guys he was targeting at that number two and number 11 every round. So, uh, and he kind of did stick to it. Um, there were quite a few players he had, uh, in common. So, uh, with both teams. So, um, uh, when that fourth pick came around for Adams, it was, uh, Adams is not someone we were, targeting at all uh he just is one of those picks where it looked better to us on the board than uh some of the other ones i think we had had him last year too uh that we picked him up late so um you know you just it's not always strategy sometimes you get lucky adam seemed like the most appealing guy on the board and, and that's who we end up going with how much uh scouting of your draft did you do to realize that you know this other guy was in this other draft that you could, you could look at, you know, at the exact same spot and you could kind of scout out his pick. Honestly, it w- it was Friday. We were bored. We were, we just went up to the draft room to check out the drafts. And uh, I don't exactly remember. It was me and another guy I was with. And we were just looking down the list at uh, who was picking where and uh, noticed that uh, this guy had had, the number two pick. And I've never noticed that before. This is the first time that we've actually gone that in depth of looking who we were drafting with. And uh, we just happened to stumble upon it. So this was a year where in addition to obviously the straightforward injuries of players like David Johnson and Odell Beckham, you also had to look out for all of these quarterbacks getting hurt and how that would affect the players they were throwing to. Cause obviously it can affect them a great deal. So along with the, the Elliott suspension, you also had to be pretty concerned when, you know, Aaron Rodgers goes out, Deshaun Watson goes out uh, because the downgrade there is about 
as large a potential drop-off as you could see with any QB injury. But these two guys, instead of cratering like Jordy Nelson did or suffering through the seasons that we've seen from Denver and Indianapolis receivers, Hopkins and Adams have continued to score like crazy. I was just using the buy low machine. And both of those players actually had a, a very slightly higher split in games where Rodgers or Watson didn't play. Now, a little bit of that is complicated by the games they started it uh, for Rodgers and got hurt or for Watson when he took over in the middle of game one. But uh, these are phenomenal performances for these guys when you consider who their quarterbacks were. Uh, what do you think that tells us about these two players going forward? Are they going to go even much earlier next year? Uh, I, I think so. I mean, uh, Hopkins and and Watson seem to be a combo that's going to be uh, pretty huge in Houston for a while, um, assuming Watson comes back okay from his injury. And, uh, I mean, you got receiving scenarios in Green Bay where, you know, uh, who knows if if Jordy Nelson and uh, Randall Cobb will be there uh, next year or not. Uh, I know that there's issues with their contracts and stuff and, and Adams could be the number one there next year. Um, yeah. I, it was one of those things where, you know, they were They hadn't given us any reason not to keep starting them, even with the change in QBs. Um, I think both of them, I think Hopkins will be uh, probably top six consideration next year. Um, and I think Adams has probably worked his way into the second round as well. So, well, it must've been pretty exciting to see them light up the scoreboard yesterday and combine for those four touchdowns. How many points did the two of them put up for you together? Uh, let's see, I look, I think they put up, uh, 30, one put up 30, but they put up 36. So yeah, around 66 points, which, uh, we've been averaging 160. So it's, uh, what, about 40% of our average was taken up by those two guys. Um, and so I, I think, you know, one of your other heavy hitters uh, who we haven't mentioned, your second-round pick, Rob Gronkowski, was out for this first week of the playoffs. Um, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> uh, I threw a few more things uh, at the walls. Um yeah, that was poor planning on our part. Um, Kobe Fleener was our backup. Obviously, he was put on IR, and we didn't have any more free agent money to spend to replace him. So we weren't also expecting – I mean, Gronk could always get hurt, sure, but we weren't expecting him to get suspended. So um, that hurt. Uh it, we fortunately had a enough slack that was picked up by our other guys that it doesn't seem that it will have hurt us as much as it could have. Obviously, he's probably on a lot of other contending teams as well. Um, those teams probably had backups they could put in. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, he did what he did. He got suspended. And it hurt us, but I, you know, we may be able to survive it yet. We'll see. Who did you end up filling in for him? Nobody. We had Fleener. Mm. He was our backup, but he's uh he's on IR, so 
we didn't have a third tight end. Oh, wow. So did you guys literally have zero dollars? We got a zero for that. Well, yeah. not yet since his, technically his game hasn't been played yet. But yeah, we took we had to take a zero there. It's funny because his bye week, I think we picked up, it was either his bye week or there was a week that he missed to injury. And uh, we picked up OJ Howard and he got us a zero. So we have not had luck with uh, Gronkowski uh, backups. All right. We'll be back with more from Monty after this quick break. Fantasy football fans, listen up. If you love fantasy football, then you need to try my new favorite app, Draft. Here's how it works. You do a draft that lasts for just one week and there's no management. Just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Draft even takes care of last-minute injuries for you. Drafts start every couple minutes, so you could join one right now. And the best part? You play for cold, hard cash. Drafts start from just $1, so there's a draft for everyone. There's no salary caps, so you play in real-life snake drafts, just like you would with your friends in a season-long league. So come in, join me, draft against me on Draft Today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in your app store and join a game in minutes or play right from your computer on PlayDraft.com, whatever you want. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use the promo code RVRADIO. That's right. Play a real money game for free just for using my promo code RVRADIO on your first deposit on Draft. Just search Draft in the App Store or go to PlayDraft.com and come play free with promo code RVRADIO. Well, back on on a happier note, in your article, you referenced the breakout of uh, another Rotoviz favorite, Devin Funchess. And uh, so it must have been, you know, you, you get that that newton to funches touchdown yesterday that should have given a, a good boost to the score and then you get that long newton run later is this funches breakout real obviously the panthers must have had some confidence in him to make the big trade i was on the fence about him um we took him in i think the 17th round so it was kind of a what the heck kind of pick and um i know feelings about him have been pretty up and down but yeah, uh, to your point, I think the the trade of Benjamin was a vote of confidence for Funches. Uh, they seem to be uh, well, and then the Olsen injury as well, which uh, uh, funneled some more targets toward him. Um, Olsen doesn't seem to be all the way back, and uh, they had other receiver injuries with the. Uh, Curtis Samuel. Um, but that team where it used to be more run heavy seems to be, I guess, seems to be trending the other direction now with uh, Cam not trying to run as much, although he did have that long one yesterday. And then originally, I guess, McCaffrey seemed like not the best fit for that offense, but they seem to be committed to uh, the short passing game with him and um, using Funches for the longer downfield stuff and and so far. Yeah, I think that obviously he's going to jump up in ADP next year, um, and it all depends on how far he jumps up as to whether or not we would target him. But I think it is uh, – I think he deserves to uh, 
to have a, a consideration, especially in dynasty leagues. I tried trading for him a couple times and was denied. So um, it does seem that other people share that opinion that uh, maybe he seems to have turned it around and uh, should be a bigger part of that offense going forward. Yeah, what do you think uh, Funches should be going for in Dynasty, or where would you be trying to target him? Pick-wise, I mean, if you're looking at the hit and miss of a first-rounder next year in 2018, uh, I would take Funches for a first-rounder. Now, the FFPC has some pretty cool Dynasty formats. Do you and your ownership group play in any of those? Uh, I do, individually. I'm... uh, I'm in an FFPC dynasty league. Yeah. Yeah. I made the playoffs and, uh, it'll depend on tonight's game to see whether I advance. Yeah. So you guys probably aren't looking ahead to next year quite as much as, uh, as I am given that, uh, I was eliminated from the FFPC after week 11 and you guys are, (laughs) uh, finished first in the regular season. But who, who is on your, uh, early round, early rounds of your board next year? Um, obviously a lot's going to change between now and next year, but kind of, who do you have your eye on so far? Um, it's not so much who I have my eye on. It's, it's always interesting to me, to me to see how far guys jump up guys like, uh, Camara. Um, it's especially rookies who have a great first season and, people try to you know how people value that that first season i i remember uh we had the number two pick in the main event one year it was uh doug martin's second year and we took him second overall and got burned and then uh you know i i take the i take that and i look at someone like beckham and i avoid him <laughs> in the first round because of what happened with Martin and uh, you know, and he, he goes on to have a season that was uh, I can't remember just as well or better than, than his rookie year. So um, those high performing rookies are guys. I like to see uh, where they fall. Um, as far as, as, as guys that I'd be targeting it, it's, it's uh, it's so hard to say at this time of year. Um, you have just these guys that are nowhere near your radar, like Carson Wentz, who come out and uh, and you know obviously it's it's unfortunate what happened yesterday. But when you look at league winning teams, he's going to be uh, a huge part of those. So um, yeah, it's it's more along the lines of. Uh, which guys uh, who did well or, or which guys uh, who didn't do so well this year, guys like Jordy Nelson when uh, Aaron Rodgers is back next year, where where those guys land. Um, obviously, Hopkins is one of those this year that uh, dropped, and we got the benefit of that. So, Yeah, and one thing about your team, I, I didn't mention this earlier, but um, you know, and taking a look at, at your team and, and reading your article at Rotoviz, which um, I highly recommend for anyone listening, you should check out Monty's article um, 
uh, entitled High Stakes Journal. Uh, Matifan enters FFPC, FFPC playoffs in first place. Um, just an excellent recap of, of, uh, of your team and, um, you know, heading into the playoffs. One thing that kind of jumped out to me about your team is it doesn't necessarily have, you know, some of the players that I think my assumption would be a lot of the other teams you're competing against will have. So you mentioned Carson Wentz talks about Alvin Kamara. Um, you know, obviously an amazing season was available very late. Um, kind of a league winning type of pick. And then, um, other guys like Todd Gurley, you know, big, big breakout guys like that. Um, not on your team. So I'm wondering, like, do you feel, uh, kind of like in a good spot because you're, you're probably, uh, not, you know, you don't have so many of these guys that maybe everyone else has. So maybe there's some leverage there. Um, and then obviously you're coming in with the, the added advantage of finishing in first throughout the regular season. So were you kind of, uh, first of all, do you think I'm right? Do you think you, you, your team is maybe a little bit, um, in terms you have some lower percentage owned plays than some of the other playoff teams? Uh, yeah, there are, isn't, there isn't a lot of overlap between our, I think we have uh, Jarvis Landry as well. He doesn't seem to be a guy that's on a lot of those top teams. Um, you know, the, the tight ends are, are Gronk, Kelsey and Ertz are the three that are going to be on a lot of those teams. And then, uh, quarterbacks like Wentz and probably Wilson, uh, we have Cam Newton and who we've been starting the majority of the year. We just, there's this past weekend, we took, started, decided to start golf over, uh, over Newton and it got us, I think an extra point. So maybe that was the right move, but, um, yeah, it does help in that regard. Um, but when you look at, even though we finished, uh, top of the bracket when you average out uh, we start off with 160 points and I haven't looked but maybe you know the guy in a hundredth place has 15 to 20 fewer points than we do which is you know could come down to just one lineup decision you know we play a guy who doesn't do well and the guy in a hundredth plays a, a guy who does. And, uh, all of a sudden he's closed that gap. So, um, you know, it was something I pointed out in that article that the number finishing the top overall, um, at least in the past four years, none of those guys has, has won the grand prize. And uh, I don't even think any of them finished in the top five. So it, you know, it's nice. It gave us um, some extra cash at the end. Uh, I don't know that it's necessarily indicative of where we will end up uh, when things all shake out. But, um, you know, it's pretty exciting nonetheless. Yeah, Monty, you and I have talked a little bit about doing uh, something like a high stakes workshop next year. And, and I'm very excited for that. If, you know, if it does work out and come to fruition, you know, you providing some insights to the readers about, you know, your process, you know, players you would like that kind of thing, knowing 
what you've done the last several years. And it's not just this year. You guys finished 16th overall a couple years ago. And then obviously, you know, you keep track of and and look to see what some of the other top players are doing. Are there any key characteristics that you think a high stakes player tends to have or uh, things that you see when you observe some of these other top players? Um, I guess speaking for myself, it, it's, uh, whether it's good or bad, fantasy football is a pretty, uh, big obsession of mine. And, um, the biggest thing for me is I, I just, I read a lot even during the off season. I'm not a big college football guy. Um, so really I don't even know the, the college players until, the combine and and to see where those guys start shaking out in terms of fantasy drafts and that sort of thing. But, you know, I, I keep on top of free agency news and where everybody ends up and what that means for death charts and, uh, you know, which guy seems to be in a better spot, which guy seems to be in a worse spot, uh, what, what incoming rookies, how that may affect situations and, just uh, research and reading. Um, I don't have a photographic memory or anything like that. I feel like I can retain information pretty well. And, um, but a lot of it too is just knowing which names keep popping up over and over uh, in different analyses and projections and just kind of keeping those names in mind for when drafts come around and seeing where those guys are falling and whether other people are in that same line of thinking on this guy or that guy. Um, but yeah, for me, the biggest thing is just is uh, not really taking a break. It's something that I like, so it's not like I see it as work or anything. Uh, it's something that I enjoy. And, um, you know, just keeping up with it year round. Now we're obviously rooting for you. You had some huge games, which we mentioned, and you also had some mini landmines with the Grunt situation and Ingram not having his normal big game. Uh, assuming Landry does what we hope he does tonight, uh, approximately what spot are you going to be in uh, heading into week 15? I think we're at 25th right now. That's what I want to say. Um, and I mean, there's a lot of guys going tonight. Brady, Burkhead, Dion Lewis, um, Landry, uh, and obviously um, some of the pass receivers as well. So, um, uh, you know, it's hard to say. It, it all depends. Um, we, uh, these, the year that we finished 16th, I don't know that we were even, I th we may have been in the top 100 after week 14. Um, it's hard to gauge because it's also, uh, it's all pretty fluid. Um, but uh, honestly, we've had a, a good enough year. This is probably the best year we've had in high stakes. Uh, I'm sure it is. So, um, 
you know, as long as we've got next year paid for already, I think we're pretty happy. Anything else is pretty much icing at this point. Awesome. Well, as Sean mentioned, we're, we're all rooting for you and thanks so much for joining us. Um, everyone make sure to follow Monty on Twitter at Monty Fon. That's uh, P H A N is, is uh, the spelling last name. And, um, Check out his article as well on Rotoviz. Uh came out last week. Very cool stuff. Monty, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Rotoviz Radio, the flagship Rotoviz podcast. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the established Rotoviz Radio feed. Contact us via email, rotovizradio at gmail.com, and follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com slash radio. Your home is important. That's why GEICO helps make it easy to save on condo insurance. Because home is more than just a place. Home is where you took minimalism too far because there's only one chair in your entire condo and your only entertainment is one card. Not even a deck of cards, but a single card. And all your guests have to share one plate and one fork, but you're convinced that less stuff means more freedom. The GEICO Insurance Agency could help protect the overly minimalist broom closet you call home. Call GEICO and see how easy it is to switch and save on condo insurance. GEICO presents Yikes! Another voicemail from your roommate. Sup, roomie? Hey, a pipe burst in the basement. It's completely flooded. Anyway, I called for someone to fix it, but in the meantime, I was thinking we could finally have that indoor pool party we've always wanted. I got some cool swan floaty things already going. Could you pick up some chips on your way home? Later. The GEICO Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if your roommate isn't the brightest pool float in the flooded basement. Visit GEICO.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. Sugar Ray Leonard. Roberto Duran. Marvelous Marvin Hagler and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.